Guys, can we get calm silence, please? Can we get calm silence? Calms. Silence, please. today El Gigantor welcome to the calm silence podcast I'm your loon host but I'm not a loon today we got a very special guest today the humble hoodlum Eric Acton thanks for joining us Eric oh it's a pleasure to be here how you doing tonight El Gigantor <laughs> I'm doing good so uh let's just get right into some questions here I got a couple written down Okay, awesome, I, I fire think, away. I think we got to start with the, you know, classic first question. What what was, like, the moment, if a moment stands out to you where you were watching maybe as a kid or if you watched in your later years where it happened, you were like, yep, that's, that's what I got to do. You know, this is what I'm doing with my life. Uh, probably when I was eight or nine years old, I went to a wrestling show with my dad that he was wrestling at. And before the show, I was able to get in the ring and play, playing around and stuff like that. And here comes Head Shrinker Samu. And I was petrified. Thinking, like, this is back when I thought, like, oh my god, he's really gonna tear my head off and everything like that. And he comes up, he gives me a hug, and he goes, how you doing, kid? I was like, no way, he's so cool. And I was like, yes, I definitely got to do this then. Uh, another one was watching Raw one night. Again, I was probably like between six and eight, back in like 97, 98, somewhere around there. I watched uh, Gangrel versus X-Pac. And as soon as I watched that match, I was like, Gangrel is my favorite wrestler of all time. I want to be just like him. <laughs> Alright, that's... I didn't know your dad was a uh, wrestler. Uh, yeah, he's uh, trained by John Rambo and Neil Superior back in 90... I think 91, 92? Right around the time that I was born. Okay, dude. So you just grew, you kind of grew up in it then? And yeah, it yeah. Just like it was just automatically a no-brainer by the time you were an adult, or did it kind of take you a yeah, second to find you? Um. So when my dad was wrestling, he was pretty absent. So that was like one of the things that I really didn't like about wrestling growing up, especially being growing up inside it was I didn't have both parents. So I was just taken away from wrestling, and then I fell in love with it again years later so i fell out in love with it and then i fell right back in so once i was able to get that taste right i i kind of went through that as well where i don't know whether it's like you know you're not liking what what's going on in wrestling or just doing other things but man so uh i guess let's get into how did you how did you eventually find the business and you know, we both obviously train with Sicken now, but was he your first trainer, and how did you meet him, if he was, or how did you how well, did you get into it? So, uh, my first wrestling experience as an adult was I went to the Gathering of the Juggalos in okay. Thornville, Ohio, in 2016, and I was I was having a horrible time. I got into a fight with one of my best friends. Oh, wow. And I was just like, I'm ready to go. I'm like six hours away from home, and I'm just like, I want to leave. I want to go. My other uh, 
close friend pulls me off to the side and was talking to me and everything like that. He goes, hey, they're doing a wrestling show tonight. Why don't you go check it out? So I was on my way over to check out the wrestling and everything like that. And here's uh, Madman Pondo standing in the ring. And I didn't know that they were doing the open tryouts. He just points at me and says, hey, do you want to be a wrestler? And I was just like, sure. So get in the ring, I sign the waivers, and start running us, running us through like these little uh, drills, learning how to pump, how to run the ropes. I ended up, uh, my first day, because it was a two-day little mini camp, I finished out the first day getting chopped by the entire goon squad of JCW, uh, Juggler Championship Wrestling. <laughs> and the first one to give me my uh, set of chops was uh, Crazy Mary Dobson, who went in, went on to work for WWE as Sarah Logan. Oh, wow. So she gave me my first set of chops, and I was like, I love you. That's that's an awesome so, story, man. I definitely yeah. love to go to a gathering yeah. and see JCW live one day. Yeah, it was real fun. Like, uh, so the second day, uh, they had us learn how to do like clotheslines, suplexes, and stuff like that. I ended up getting, uh, end up taking two clotheslines from Willie Mack, and boy, he hits hard. We end up uh, getting put into like some 10-minute battle royal on the pre-show for their uh, JCW pay-per-view that night. And it was fun. I think I was out there for, like, an all of, like, three minutes. But there was, like, there was five, 6,000 people in that crowd. Wow. So my first time actually actually being in front of a live crowd was at the gathering of the Juggalos. And your all your I, training was just from that day? No, 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 no. So that's how I got, inter- that's how I got, like, introduced to actually working in the business so i i call my dad who the first thing he said was i don't want you wrestling so i call him that night and i said hey um remember that thing you told me you didn't want me to do he goes what'd you do i go i went and did this tryout and i want to wrestle he goes okay but if you're gonna wrestle you're gonna do it right so he got me into contact with uh, Dan McDevitt from uh, MCW in uh, Joppa, Maryland. And I exchanged some emails with him over a couple of months. And then I started training with uh, MCW from January of 2017 to December of 2017. After that, I uh, took some time off. And I just randomly met up with uh, Sicken at a show in North Carolina. And he said, hey, I uh, like what you do. There's some stuff you need to work on. But if you want to come train with me, you're more than welcome. And then it's just hit the ground running in nonstop craziness since. <laughs> How long ago was that? Uh, that was, I want to say summer of 2018. Oh, nice, man. So a little over three years now. Yeah, that's that's about the same time I came in. Yeah. Uh, so, um, just going back to that, uh, JCW show real quick. So you said there was like 6,000 people. That was your first live show that you ever did? My first time ever being in a ring in front of people watching was that night. Wow. That's insane, man. (laughs) Yeah. Were you nervous or was it just like automatic for you? Oh, no, I was nervous as all hell. So when we finished the mat, when we finished everything, I got thrown out, and I was so amped up and hyperventilating from being so anxious and excited about everything, I went to the back, and I immediately hurled. You what? And oh, hurled? I said, <laughs> yeah. I immediately got to the back, and I hurled. I'm walking by. Tommy Dreamer goes, hey, good job, kid. Uh, I know he didn't really see it, but it's one of those things you just say, like, hey, good job, kid. So I get past him, I throw up, and I notice someone's feet there. Oh. And I look up, and it's freaking Jeff Hardy. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I threw up right beside his shoes. 
man. Luckily, I didn't get any puke on his shoes, from what I remember. But it was right beside him. Right. Funny enough, uh, he asked me, hey, are you okay, man? And I just got real starstruck. So we started talking. He was a real cool dude. He talked about music and everything like that. So fast forward to January, February of uh, 2017. I'm with uh, training at MCW. And they're coming into MCW to do a show. They come in. They start shaking hands with everybody. Jeff gets to me and stops and looks and goes, you still owe me a pair of shoes. And Matt is right behind him. Go, what are you talking about? Jeff looks back at Matt and goes, this is the kid that threw up on my shoes. And I immediately go, I didn't throw up on your shoes. I threw up right beside him. And he goes, I don't care. You still me a pair of shoes. Just messing with me about it. Yeah. <laughs> Did you ever, were you thinking about buying him a pair of shoes? <laughs> Just because yeah, of the ever. If I ever start getting that big money coming in for wrestling, yeah, best believe I'm going to ship them to shoes. <laughs> that's an awesome story, man. That's that's a crazy first night. Like, wow. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't have asked for a better first night. I've had a lot of better nights since then, but I couldn't have asked for a better first one. So, um, going back to the second thing, you met up with second. What uh? What was your first match just, you know, get, getting into it with him and going, traveling with him? Oh, uh, my first match. Man, that was so long ago. I think that might have been getting invited to go to Eastern Panhandle for wrestling. Then from there... No, yeah, Eastern Panhandle was one of the first matches I had since I started training with him. Uh, so about three years ago, that was with uh, Chucky Manson. From there, I got taken to Delaware to work with uh, Rampage Pro. And then there were some other places first starting out. But uh, one of the wildest ones was him taking me back down in North Carolina to work for this place called uh, UIW, uh, Underground Independent Wrestling. I think that's the acronym for it, I hope. Uh, that place was nuts. We go down there, and there's just, got, there's just people walking around with, like, snakes on their necks. There's this lady that runs a place named Miss Sharon who's a complete herd, and it's crazy. Wow. Like, she, like, like, she harassed the shit out of us. Am I able to curse on here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. She harassed the shit out of us. And it wasn't even, like, playfully. It was, all right, I'm a little uncomfortable. But then looking back at it after being in it, I was like, I need more Miss Sharon's in my life. <laughs> uh, we were in the middle of doing the show, and... There was uh, two people hooking up in one of the bathrooms, like during one of the matches. We had to stop the match midpoint, grab a mic, and say, "Hey, there's two people fucking in the bathrooms." And then next thing you know, opens the door, guy and a girl come walking out. <laughs> uh, police end up shutting they just that show them right out. <laughs> yeah, police end up shutting that show down about five matches into a seven card match. Because people, because people were calling the cops because of a noise disturbance. Because of the bathrooms? Yeah. No, not because of what was going on in the bathroom. It's because <laughs> uh, there were so many people there. And it was just in like this, small build, this uh, smaller building to where there was people crammed up outside trying to get in. And it just calls... A uh, huge commotion to where like people just end up calling the cops. That's crazy. So they no. just they didn't let it keep going. They just shut it down because it was so loud. But... Yeah, they're just like, nope. Too many people. Too many people here. It's fire hazard, and you need to shut it down. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Well, um, 
So just jumping around a little bit, you know, you've been going for a while now. What's some of your favorite moments or, you know, matches, opponents that you've had so far that sticks out to you while, you know, just looking back? Uh, big cast breaking my nose. <laughs> it was his uh, first match after uh, WWE in Hagerstown. It was the first time I was ever in front of a live hometown. So that was a cool experience. Everything goes great in the throughout the entire match. I'm up on the apron ready for the last spot of the match, which is Cass uh, ducking a line and hitting me with a big boot on the apron. And Cass hits me flush, right square in the face, and my nose just bends and cracks. Oh. I fall, I hit the apron, I fall, I hit the apron, I hit the floor, I am out. Damn. I had to get picked up and car and almost carried to the back. And all you see is this picture of me and Cass standing together after the match. Just blood is gushing out of my nose. And the first thing I get back is, I think my nose is broken. Everyone looks around and goes, yeah, your nose is broken. But I was like, cool. Uh, next one was uh, wrestling Rhino. That was a real fun experience. What What was that like for you? I I don't think I've ever wrestled a more simpler yet complex match in my life. You said because simpler. Stipler. Like the stuff. Yeah, the stuff that we did in the match was so simple. Yet when it was explained to me, I was like, oh, man, I am so lost. <laughs> like, I didn't understand it. Normally, it's like, okay, you do this, 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 you do that. And it's and like, okay, I got all that. And then he, he goes, yeah, so you're going to go in, you're going to do this, and then you're going to work. And I'm like, uh-oh, I've only been in for a little bit. I don't really know how to work yet. And he goes, oh, you'll be all right. And if, and if anything happens, just throw a rest hold. Luckily, I didn't have to throw a rest hold. I kept it real simple. Boots, punches, everything like that, choking. Yeah. And I mean, I it just, yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, but just working with Rhino being able to do a lot more working and get uh, my character more over as a heel and just being able to pick his brain yeah. about things. Like, the man is a genius. He has You don't get to be around that long without being very intelligent when it comes to this business. Yeah, for sure. Definitely agree with that. Would you say, like... No. Would you say that was the moment where it kind of just clicked for you? That where, like, you know, I feel like everybody has a moment where, you know, you start off, you're really green, and, you know, you start wrestling matches, you usually, you know, you talk yeah, a, lot, uh... a lot of this stuff, but, like, and a lot of people can work, especially, like, it wasn't, Maybe, it's maybe not an issue for everybody, but a lot of people, it takes them a second to have that confidence where, you know, if you fuck up or something, you don't panic or anything. Right. So, uh, I still consider, I still think I am green as all hell. <laughs> but, Fair enough. Uh, doing that match with Rhino, yeah, that was definitely one of those things that uh, helped click every, like, helped starting everything to click better. So I learned to I learned to slow down even more. Uh, like, you're always told, like, go slow. And if you think you're going slow, go even slower. Yeah. And I never really understood what that meant until I worked with Rhino. I always thought it was just slow down your movement. But, no, it's, it's slow down your pacing a little bit and sell in between, uh, sell in between the moves and tell your story get more over or get more heat don't just go move 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 because 
this. If you do 50 million moves, you're only going to run number one or two. But if you give it more time to have stuff, it's going to level up. That's Ernie here. There was uh, some audio issues with Eric's phone, so there's going to be a weird gap in the conversation. But don't worry about it. I think they got it fixed. So uh, back to the convo between El Gigantor and the humble hoodlum, Eric Acton. Love you guys. So you you get told slow down a lot is where we were left off, and and you yeah. So uh, I get told to slow. I get told to slow down a lot, right? Yeah. I, I always took down. that as as slow everything down. Yeah. <laughs> and it took me a while to realize it's not just slow everything down. It's slow it down and sell. I always took it as move, 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 move. But now that I'm learning to sell in between the moves, it's making my life a hell of a lot easier. Yeah, for sure. That's that's definitely... I, w- I wouldn't even say it's overlooked. Like, I feel like a lot of people know that. and like, But I feel like selling is probably one of the more underappreciated things in wrestling. Yes. Like... Man, some people out there just just have insane selling and like people who don't realize, you know, what it is necessarily. Right. Don't don't get to realize like, man, this dude is putting in extra work to make this move look like a million fucking bucks right there. And like not everybody has that ability. Right. But uh so Kind of just going back to, we talked about some of your favorite moments that you've had. Uh, who would you say is some opponents you're looking forward to facing that you haven't had a chance to face yet? Or maybe just some promotions you want to work for eventually or whatever. Places you want to go necessarily, like maybe different countries you want to travel to. I want to be everywhere. Yeah. Like, I want to be everywhere. Uh, one, of the, one of the people I definitely want to square up and scrap with is Dan Housing. Because he's so nice and so evil, and I hate him. You hate him? <laughs> and it's not even in a bad... It's not even a bad way. I love Dan Housing. So where you could say I'm a fan housing, or in this case, a stand housing. <laughs> so I spent a good, I probably spent a good like six or seven hours over the last week just watching nothing but Dan housing. Where it's like, I definitely need to fight him, and I feel as if I have a good, I have a decent match with Dan housing. I can predict his moves before he even does them. And I know that's going to be an easy win then. Oh yeah, for sure. That that would, I feel like it's always you know awesome to wrestle people that you've seen all their moves and you've been maybe a fan of a little bit. Whether it's you know just seeing them wrestle while you definitely like like I don't know about you, but I've become a fan of some of the people that I work on shows with just watching their matches. And, like, I get excited right. thinking about, like, what we could do when, you know, I get to work them. So, um... Right. So, if you had to choose, like, you know, one location, one country, obviously, or maybe not obviously besides U.S., you could, you know, whatever, maybe it's a city or something. Where, where's that, like, one place where you want to wrestle there? Oh man, uh, it's a toss up between Japan and Australia. Yeah. If I was to go to any other place in the world to wrestle, it'd be those two places. So, uh, I I'm the same about Japan, just because like I know about the different crowd. What's your reasoning for Australia? Just like the love for it over there. Because I think it's going to be the only place where it might be feasible for me to be able to fight a kangaroo and not get in trouble for it. <laughs> Just totally different goals. 
a lot of people want to say, no, I want to, I want to go to Australia because I want to just wrestle all over the world. No, I want to go to Australia to fight a kangaroo because they had it too good for too long. <laughs> Is that canon? <laughs> no, like, no, that's, that's for real. Like, if, if a promoter can set it up legally, I would wrestle a kangaroo in a heartbeat. <laughs> you wouldn't be afraid of it kicking you? No, I, I'm no, not afraid dude, of anything. They could throw hands, too, but, like, I, I seen, I seen, like, apparently if you just, like, let it know that you can also hit back, they're, they're pretty quick to back off. <laughs> All not, you gotta not, do... Not that I'm for beating up kangaroos. All you gotta do is single leg take Single leg take down and trap the tail. That way, it loses its balance, and then you can sit there, put it in an armbar because it has with it actually has really weak limbs when it comes to flexing. So all you gotta do is just manage to get a kangaroo in the armbar, and boom, it taps out instantly. All right. Well, sorry to those animal lovers out there. You got a whole game plan to tap out a kangaroo. <laughs> Someone for PETA hears this. Yeah, fuck PETA. But anyways. <laughs> so, um, aside from, you know, wrestling in different locations, what what are your goals for wrestling? What would you like to be able to look back and say, you know, when it's all said and done? Honestly, I just want to be... I don't, I'm not really concerned about blowing up and signing like a huge contract. Yeah, a million dollar, a million dollar deal would be awesome because, you know, that's a million dollars. But I'm, I'm happy doing my thing. As, as long as I, if 10 years from now I look back and I've done things my way and I'm happy at the end of the day, I consider that a career worth wrestling for. I just want to be happy. Yeah, I think, I think that's a great way to look at it, for sure. And it, it upsets me a little bit because a lot of wrestlers nowadays is just they're just concerned about getting stuff for their highlight reel and making a boatload of money. Which I mean, don't get me wrong, a boatload of money would be awesome, but really, it's not going to make you any more or any less happy at the end of the day, like mental health wise. I just want to look back at this and say, Hey, I had fun doing this. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's a fucking blast doing it too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. If I wasn't having fun, I wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. Well, um, so just kind of going off on, on the side now, what, uh, what are your favorite things to do aside from wrestling? Do you have any hobbies or hidden talents? Uh, yeah. Uh, I like to shoot pool. I'm an avid pool player. Oh, yeah? Uh, yeah, I'm actually pretty decent. Do you play I'm like, pretty decent. I'm pretty decent in the family. In the uh, family? No, I don't, I'm pretty decent in the family. Can, but, you, uh, can you run a no, track? I've ran a, I've ran whole racks before. Talk about breaking and running. Yeah, I've done that a couple of times. Yeah, I don't know all the terminology. Uh, I have a buddy who's super into it though. Yeah, uh, that's something. Uh, I played off and on since I was about nine, ten years old, and then one of my jobs that I had uh, previously had a pool table there. So I would just play every day. Every day. Every day. Every day. And now that uh, we have a pool table at our house, I try to play as much as possible. Granted, it hasn't been as much as I would like to lately, but that's just from being busy. Yeah. So... Uh, do you ever do you plan to like play in any tournaments or anything eventually? Maybe when things open back up, or do you just like that's something you do for fun? Uh, that's something I really just do for fun. It's like very therapeutic. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that good at pool, so 
<laughs> I'm good at video games. Uh, I'll play Xbox about every night. How do you play it? What uh, what games are you into right going on right now? I don't know why I said it like that. <laughs> what games are you playing right now? <laughs> I've been playing MLB 22 The Show. So uh, it's a baseball game. Yeah, that's a good uh, What was the other one I was playing? There's another one I was playing right before that. Uh, L.A. Noir. L.A. Noir. You just played that for the first yeah. time. Oh no 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 no! I played it like ten years ago. Yeah, when it came. But out. I started playing it again. Uh, I like playing uh, some of the older stuff. Uh, I just got done playing uh Bully through again. Bully? Oh, I, dude, never, I love Bully. Yeah, I never get tired of playing Bully. Yeah, I've probably beaten. And... I've probably beaten that maybe the second most times. I was going to say the most, but I, then I thought about Skyrim. But anyways, sorry to cut you off. I think I've played it through four times <laughs> from start to finish. I yeah, just... Again, it's a masterpiece. It's a game. Yeah, the game was way ahead of its time. I think if like, not now, it would be... That... And the uh, Far Cry series. Far, Far Cry. Cry series is probably my favorite thing to play. You hype for uh, Far Cry Six? Yes, I'm really excited. I just got done uh, playing uh, Far Cry New Dawn. New Dawn? How was that? I never, I never got to uh, try that. It's pretty good. It's kind of, it's just like a spinoff uh, from Far Cry Five. Oh, is that the apocalyptic one? Yes. Yeah, I feel like they all have, like, the same recipe, and they do a lot of reskins, but if you love Far Cry, then, you know, that's kind of just what you want. Yeah, like, the graphics... The graphics and the gameplay was very well designed. Uh, you got... So you got any, um... upcoming shows or anything that you want to, you know that you're excited for we're uh we're recording this it's probably going to be out after well it's definitely going to be out after but we're we're wrestling tomorrow we're going to be tagging for the first time i'm hyped for that the very first <laughs> time eric Acton and el gigantor are standing on the same side of the ring together yeah, yeah i'm pumped man everybody who i told yeah, was was like wow i never even thought of that as a tag team but they're pumped for it too. <laughs> yeah, it might have to take that shit on the road, you know. Uh, no, I'm I'm actually really excited for. What was the last part you cut out there? I'm sorry. I'm really excited for tomorrow. Uh, so this would be my this would be my second time wrestling uh, Grim and Duhat from GTS. The first one didn't really, end, but. I'm really excited to get in there and try to redeem myself. Uh, they just offered me a uh, full-time spot to wrestle at GTS whenever I can. So I'm looking forward to trying to get up there as much as possible to get my name out there. Hello? Can you hear me? Yeah, I don't I don't know what's uh, going on here. It's like breaking up. Um, I'm driving. I'm also riding through the mountain right now, so that might be why. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. Okay, well, if that's the case, we're just going to keep going. Just, you know, please bear with us. Keep in mind that we might lose a little bit of connection. So you're saying GTS... No, or... sorry. Sorry, boy. Sorry, loyal listeners. <laughs> loyal listeners. Yeah, sorry, loyal listeners. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, we were just talking about... Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't even know what the fuck I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about tomorrow. Yeah, Grim's tweet. Oh, you got a contract. That's what it was. All right. You said they offered you a spot. Or not a contract, a spot to wrestle on yes. Grim's toy show whenever. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. I've seen, uh, I haven't gotten a chance to 
meet Grim yet, but uh, I worked. I they had like a side thing going on with like their heel faction. I forget what the company it. They stopped it now. I think it was like AWA or something like that. We did like a. Oh, uh, were you there for that? You might have been there for that. They AWE came to the school. Yeah, all wrestling elite. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. that's my only I remember match that. that I've had so far. That was fun. I I was I had a yeah, yeah. triple threat match. I don't I don't even remember who it was I was with, but it was pretty uh it was pretty dope. Yeah, I think I was there just to hang out that night. Uh I was up there uh, helping them out with the production and everything for it. I decided not to wrestle that night. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I remember it was AWE. Uh, so, after the tag match tomorrow, uh, I'll be in Martinsburg, West Virginia on the 18th. I think I have the 25th off as of right now, but you know how that works in indie wrestling. Yeah. Uh, the beginning of the month, I'll be at SCWA. Uh, competing for their United States Championship on their final show of uh, 2021. Oh, nice. Following week, I'll be at HWF uh, Honorary Wrestling Federation. I think they're going to be near uh, Penn State for that show. I haven't gotten the full details for that yet. Uh, the week after that, I'll be back in Hagerstown again. Uh, wrestling for Voltage Wrestling and uh, Adrenaline Championship Wrestling. And just some other uh, small projects. Probably uh, head up to GTS for some tapings and everything like that. Just try to fill out booking dates. Be happy and live life, you know? Yeah, for sure. Also, happy belated birthday. I know your birthday was this week. How how old did you think? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind me asking. Yeah. Yeah, you already messaged and told me happy birthday. So I'm cool with uh, the unbelated birthday. Oh, unbelated oh. birthday. Well, I just had to say yeah. it because it was on, it's your birthday week. Your right, right. Podcast. <laughs> no, thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, no, I just turned 30. So I I spent the entirety of my day in my bed crying oh, because so- I'm 30 now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. He's like, I didn't realize you you were that old. I, you don't seem like you're thirty, like in a in a good way. Not that I don't really think. Yeah, I got old to be fair. Yeah. So I shaved my beard Saturday, Sunday because that. So the other half of it off. Because of my regular life. And I immediately got told I look like. Who do you look like? You're cutting out again. I think we're uh, we're losing you. Are you able to hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I was wrestling Michael Demedio. Okay. And I had to shave half of my beard. Okay. Because I was making fun of them. <laughs> so then, so the, the next day, I had to shave the other half of it off. And I immediately went from 29 to 20. And just looked like a complete shit. <laughs> 29 to 20? I haven't seen you without your beard. That's <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even picture what you look like. Yeah, it's a scary sight. I might turn back by the time I see you tomorrow. Yeah, if not, I'm probably gonna have to wrestle with like a prosthetic beard or something. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess I'll just shoot some quick fire questions. Do you like um, sports? And if so, who's some of your favorite sports teams that you know you're rooting for? NFL starting, NBA's oh. coming up soon. Uh, like other sports, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm a huge baseball fan. I'm a big fan of the Baltimore Orioles and the Boston Red Sox. 
I watch some. <laughs> I watch some football. Uh, I was. I sound like such a bandwagon when I say this, but I was a new. I was a huge uh, New England Patriots fan, and it turns out I'm just a huge Tom Brady, Rob Gronkowski oh, fan. No. Oh no! Yeah, you're one of those. Bandwagon. Yeah. So I realized back in uh, what was it, 2017, 2000, somewhere between 2016, 2017, that Tom Brady is the biggest heel in professional football, and I was like, yes, I need to be like Tom Brady. I feel like he's outdone that just because, like, man, I was watching last night was uh, opening night for football for those listening later and uh tom brady was playing dallas and and he had the same thing that i've seen a hundred times and i haven't even been watching football like my whole life but there's like a minute left tom brady's getting the football and everybody in that stadium knows that team is about to march down the field (laughs) and he did and it's like how can you even hate him at this point like People think, and he might have cheated, but, like, at this point, who cares? Even if he did, like, he didn't cheat all seven times he won the Super Bowl, or probably even, I I don't, you know, I don't know but if about that. I don't know if he cheated or not, but either way, he won seven Super Bowls, and I don't think you could dispute that he's the GOAT any longer. And I used to hate Tom Brady. I'm a diehard Eagles fan. You can't argue. <laughs> Yeah, you got your one, didn't you? Yeah, we'll get we'll get there. We'll get there. No, you can't argue. You Tom. You can't make an argue. You can't make an argument for anyone being a goat outside of Tom Brady. Yeah, it's just like not like you just can't an argument anymore. He killed the argument when he went to Tampa and nah. won it his first year. It doesn't even matter what he does now. And they said he's getting right. better. They said he's feeling better than ever. And I mean, he looked really good. He threw two interceptions, but the one, the one got yeah. tipped. I don't even really blame him. And the other one was like a hail mary, before the end of the half or something like that. So it was like two right. interceptions. Were they really interceptions? Anyways, I don't want to. Right. I don't want to turn it into a football or a Tom Brady podcast. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's enough of those already. Uh, this is so. This is a good time to uh, just take a break real quick. We'll uh, come back. Uh, af- we'll come back here after the break. <laughs> okay, we're back with the Calm Silence podcast. I'm here with the humble hoodlum Eric Acton, who's currently walking into his sheets. But uh, we're gonna continue with our conversation anyway. So, kind of just some random questions here. Would you say because I'm about giving the fans what they want, and the fans want raw. <laughs> what do they want? <laughs> the fans want raw Eric Ekman. Oh, <laughs> so I'm giving them raw Eric Ekman. It's in my like headset. It just sounded like you went. <laughs> you went, the fans want, <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? Anyways, <laughs> so um, who's your route Mount Rushmore of? professional wrestling so mount rushmore's four you could do more if you want i don't really care just like who's like automatically comes to your head as just the greats whether it be indie wrestling wwe you know whichever mm. old days you know now whichever oh <laughs> um, rick flair Shawn michaels undertaker the rock Man, I definitely can't argue with that at all. Not that I would argue with any of your answers, but I've always like been kind of like back and forth. But that that pick there was like all four of those. I was like, "Yep." <laughs> so, um, who would you say is your all-time favorite? Then, like your number one guy. 
just growing up watching. Hands down. Hands down, Gangrel. Gangrel. Yeah. Uh, Gangrel is that wrestler that's like that made me go, "Oh yeah, I definitely want to do this when I'm older." Oh yeah, you said. You said that earlier. I forgot. I well, I remembered you said Gangrel, but I didn't know that would be the same answer. But that makes sense. My bad. So, anyways. <laughs> Um, what's your favorite type of wrestling match? Like, do you like just watching, I'm saying, or, or working, you could do both. Like, what's your favorite match? Um, Ooh. as far as like, whether it be stipulation or like, com do you like comedy matches? You know, some of the matches out there, like matches that like break the fourth wall a little bit, or what do you like to watch and or work? Yeah, I used to think comedy matches were dumb until I started doing them. But now I'm all about them. I love a good, like, funny, entertaining match to watch. I also recent, I also recently just did my first death match, so that was oh, interesting. Wow. <laughs> How'd that go? So, it hurts. It hurts a lot. How many, uh, how many stitches you get? Did you get any cuts or anything? What was what? Oh yeah, that. I was completely, I was completely bloodied up. I got uh, my face punctured in by a spool of barbed wire. Oh. Yeah, so that wasn't a fun experience. Uh, I got a concussion. Oh yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so that wasn't fun either. That was just. But, uh, that sounds like a rough time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what I really want to do is a cage match. A cage I've been wanting to do a match? cage match for... No, just, just a cage, cage match. match. I've always wanted to do a cage match, but never been able to find someone that was able to do it. Yeah, cage matches are dope. I like cage matches. Do you like the kind Have you where... Cage match? No, I, I've been to shows with cage matches, and... Weirdly enough, I had to stand at the side during a cage match because the cage was coming down and they needed me to stand <laughs> out there and hold it up into your wrestling. Right. But I mean, it worked. And, uh, but no, I haven't been in it myself yet. That's also one of the matches I definitely want to do. Let's see, what else? Uh, I've always wanted to do a strap match. I like watching strap matches. Thank you. Strap matches? What um, yeah. do you have a particular one that is your favorite? Like a favorite strap match? Yeah, like one that just comes to mind when you're talking <laughs> about strap matches. Yeah, anything that Mick Foley has ever done. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah. I I personally have never met uh Mick Foley, but Mick Foley is amazing. Yeah, anytime I've asked a few people, like, who the nicest person they think is in wrestling that they've met, and the answer is always Mick Foley, if they've met no, Mick it's, Foley. If it's, if it's not Mick Foley, you're wrong. <laughs> like, I'll tell anyone to their face. If it's not Mick Foley, they're wrong. Yeah, Mick Foley's awesome. So, um, who's, like, would you say... He's in, not just him, but like, who would you say is an inspiration for you, stylerized? Obviously, probably you probably take a lot of inspiration from Gangrel, and uh, like, do you go? Who would you say you like to go back and watch for like ideas or just maybe for enjoyment? Yeah. Um. Oh man, uh, Jim Nyhard. Vader, Bam Bam Bigelow, just a lot of uh, big guys because like we're bigger guys wrestling. Yeah. Uh, I wanted to start incorporating a uh, a lariat into my move set. I did nothing for like a week straight. I did nothing but watch uh, Stan Hansen and uh, Bradshaw. Okay. Just getting like the getting like the foot like the footwork and the follow through for the clotheslines and lariats. And just such as some of the people, 
that I'll watch. Uh, once in a while, uh, I'll think of like doing something crazy. So I'll watch. Uh, who was I watching the other day? I can't even remember. I was watching something that uh, Kalisto did. Yeah. Oh, is that uh like that Kalisto head spike thing he did? What did he do? Like, I didn't see it. No, this is something that he's done like a million times. Uh, like he would uh like the guy would be like kneel down, he'll run in for like a head scissors, but he'll spike the guy. Okay. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I think people just call it the Kalisto spike or something wanna, like that. You wanna try and do that? Yeah, that's definitely something I wanna do. Because how how often would you be able to see a three hundred pound man do that? That's what my whole gimmick's based around is doing shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? You might be able to do it tomorrow. I mean, if they yeah, I shit, I'll try. <laughs> um. So, damn, I had a good question in my head. I'm just trying to think of how to word this. So, as far as um, storylines go, what would you say is your favorite, maybe not typical, or like, I don't know how to word this, but like, what's your favorite storyline that, you know, you may see happen a few different times in pro wrestling, where, but it's just like, Whenever you see it, you know, you enjoy it. I, I don't know how... You, you get what I'm saying here? No, I get exactly what you're saying. I got the perfect answer. Okay. It's whenever a heel... It's a heel and a baby face working with each other and everything like that. And the, and the baby's got the girl, right? Yeah. And they get halfway through the story, and then all of a sudden, the video comes out where the girl cheats on the baby face with the heel. <laughs> It's my favorite storyline, and it never gets old. You can rinse and repeat it with anybody, and it works. Yeah, and then you end up having something happen, like with Matt Hardy and Edge. All right. <laughs> God damn. So, uh... I mean, it's all, it all worked out for him in the end. Yeah, yeah. Wow, uh, that was a great answer though, and I'm glad I'm glad you understood what I was trying to ask because I feel like everybody has those. And um, what would you say is your favorite weapon that you see? Is it uh, like mine for example is tables. Anytime someone goes through a table, I'm just I just love seeing tables explode. Like, something about the table. Mm. Not announced tables, though. Like, announced tables are alright, but the classic... Like, regular, table, like, wood tables? Yes, yeah. just fucking love tables, dude. <laughs> I can't... Uh, I like tables, too. Uh, a close second would be uh, Kendo Sticks. Yeah, me too, man. Me too. Just hearing that thwack. <laughs> yes, I agree. Man, maybe we're meant to be a tag team, Eric. The tables <laughs> and Kendo Stick tag team. <laughs> yeah i do i do love that and i would say probably if if we're just listening here my third would be trash cans i just love seeing like i love and especially like, when it starts off with a fresh trash can and it just gets more and, and more damage like really, really yes oh my yes. god i love it it's just fucking you can't see me but i'm doing the italian chef kiss right here wow just Fucking love trash cans. Oh, I can hear it now. I can hear it and see it now. <laughs> uh, another one I love is Legos. Legos and I weirdly enough keyboards. Key I've never seen anybody use a keyboard, but that sounds like it would. Like be if good. you hit someone, like if you hit someone hard enough with the keyboard, the keys will explode. Yeah, yeah, and That's it's awesome. So um, kind of on the other spectrum here. What are some things, and, you know, not even 
like not trying to mention anybody that doesn't necessarily, but what are some things that you see in wrestling where you're just like, oh, that was kind of not as good as it maybe should have been or like just a move like for me when when back for example when i see backbreakers and not not every backbreaker like there's people that do great backbreakers but when a backbreaker is done bad it just to me looks like the worst fucking thing ever um mine's what people slap their legs too much that's a, so it's just kind of a pet peeve for you and it takes you out of it yes because like it just makes me feel like completely desensitized to it. Yeah, that like, makes sense. Just, I shouldn't have to hear you slapping your leg during a chop, or I shouldn't have to see you slap your leg during a lockup. And if you're slapping your leg during a lockup, <laughs> you really shouldn't be wrestling. Yeah, I was gonna say, who the fuck? Because where is your hands going? Your legs during a lockup. You just like, one hand, just got one hand locking up the other one, just slapping your fucking leg. Yeah. There was one time I watched someone throw a chop and the guy slapped his leg at the same time. Oh, And I cringed so bad. I didn't say a single word for the rest of the night. Yeah, I'm cringing thinking about it. And it's like, you couldn't just hit him harder? Or like... I've had some chops where I've thrown them and it didn't make a sound and I might have wished I chopped my leg. But man, <laughs> honestly though, I'd rather just it not make a sound and uh Yeah, I'd rather have like a I'd rather have like a good thud. Yeah, yeah, then they if it doesn't make the if it doesn't make the chop. clap, I'd rather have a good thud. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I'm trying not to bury anybody who maybe does Flaps, though maybe they deserve it, but that's uh, neither, neither here or there. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I got a, I got a whole lot of people. I got a whole lot of people I could sit there and say, but uh, a lot of them is who we wrestle with. Uh, yeah, don't, don't do that. <laughs> no, I, I told, I told the guy and he got upset. Well, uh, what, what would you say? If you had to name one, maybe not one, it doesn't have to be one, but just, like, who's some people who stick out to you that are just underrated? Because, like, what I mean by that is, like, there's some wrestlers who, like, when I was, a you know, just a fan, yeah, I knew they were good, I thought they were good, but when you become, you know, a worker, you see it from a different perspective, and then you realize, like, for me, Randy Orton, I never realized how good randy orton is until like i learned you know all the little intricacies of pro wrestling all right so are we talking like mainstream or indie no i it can be it could be indie too i just meant that was my that was my example was like i started wrestling and like i you know you get trained on like what you're doing and like you just see people who just do it smoothly and like not like a maybe a, a good indie example is um uh, for me a good indie example is uh I'd say Johnny Malloy like Johnny Malloy everything he oh, does yeah. is like really really crisp but everything that Johnny Malloy does with a purpose and that's the biggest thing that you can do in wrestling is make your stuff have a meaning and have a purpose. Yeah, and Johnny Malloy Johnny Malloy wrestles with a purpose. Yeah. Uh I would say one of the most underrated wrestlers that I've seen is probably honestly Sammy Guevara. Yeah. I would go as far as say my personal opinion, I think Sammy Guevara is like right up there at top five in the world. Yeah, and I don't think he gets enough credit with all, even with all the stuff that he's done in the last two years, he's still so underrated. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot of, uh, and like, it's kind of weird being workers to, you know, 
sit here and list, you know, who your favorite wrestlers are, or like, you know, this and that. But it's just, there's so much talent in wrestling right now. Wrestling yeah. is just going through such a good time. And honestly, it's just awesome to be a part of. Be in it, oh, be yeah. a fan of it. Like, it, I, I've never been more happy with pro wrestling than I am currently. Agreed. Like, it just, it feels like, uh, they say it's like every seven to ten years, there's like a reset button with wrestling, like a renaissance. And yeah. I feel like we're in that wrestling renaissance era again right now. And it's awesome. I love it. Yeah, for sure. So, um, hopefully, kind of weird transition here, but speaking of renaissance, I'm hoping there's a renaissance within the video game world as far as pro wrestling goes. What would you, what would you say is, do you have a favorite video game pro wrestling wise that you played as a kid? Uh, yeah, the WWE SmackDown versus Raw. Yeah, that's was the, the first the first two they were so good like I think I don't think you're going to be able to top those yeah it's Smackdown versus Raw and, and... Uh, I am I am ex uh, WWE 2K22 yeah uh, I heard that they're re-adding uh, the GM mode oh I didn't hear that, that that's going to be dope yeah I'm a big fan of, um, like, sorry, go ahead, my bad. I also uh, seen some of the gameplay features for the AEW game, and I'm really excited to see what they do with that. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm hopeful, because, uh, you know, Ukes is in charge of it, and Ukes made SmackDown vs. Raw, and that, that, yeah, and that was, like, my fucking childhood. I... Like hours into that game, but um, oh, yeah. I was just I was gonna say uh, I'm a, I didn't hear about the GM mood, and that's awesome because like I'm a huge fan of like I love fantasy booking moods. Like there's this one game I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but it's like N Dickey's uh, Wrestling Revolution. That game is it's not a very mainstream game, but that is like one of the most fun pro wrestling games I've ever played. And, uh, I'm just a fan of, like, games where... I don't like, think I've ever heard of it. Yeah, it's on, uh, PC, and I think it's on mobile now, too. But it's, like, it's it's got, okay. like, a booking mood. And I just love... Something about, like... I don't know. I just like playing games where it kind of makes its own story. I just find it really entertaining. But, um... So, uh, kind of ra wrapping up here... I know we kind of um, talked about your long-term goals. What are some of your short-term goals coming up? Or do you have any matches coming up that stick out to you? I mean, obviously, tomorrow we're both really excited for that. But aside from that, you got, you know, any matches coming up where you're like, man, this one is definitely one to look out for. And it's going to be a banger. I, yeah, uh... October 2nd in uh, Glendale for uh, Showtime Championship Wrestling Alliance. I'm, I'm squaring up with uh, Kay Robinson for uh, their United States title. This would actually be the fourth time? Fourth time me and Kay's uh, been in the ring with each other. I've won the first two, and he won the last one between us, and I'm really excited to avenge that loss and uh, bring uh, the title back home. Nice, man. Good Good luck with that. Uh, is that just a regular one-on-one, -on -one or is there any stipulation to it? I mean, obviously, it's for the... No, it's just, a, it's, just, just, it's just a straight-up scrap. <laughs> well, that's for sure favor you then. Um... Yeah, so just getting ready to wrap up here. Do you have anything you want to plug? Like, what's your socials people can follow you at? Or do you have any, like, things you do uh, yeah. on the side you want to plug? Uh, yes. So uh, you can uh, follow me on all social media at Eric underscore Ecton. 
E-C-T-O-N underscore H-H-E. And that's on uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, everything. Yeah. Just follow me. Really out here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I try to say, I try to everything. I don't. I don't go through pro wrestling tees or any website or anything like that. So if you buy, if you buy any merch, you're in direct contact with me to get exactly what you want. Buy my shit so I can make some money. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> That's buy his shit. Uh, for me, you can follow me Instagram at l underscore gigantor, Facebook at world's biggest cruiser. Uh, YouTube L Gigantor, Twitch L Gigantor. Um, follow us for more episodes here at the Calm Silence Podcast. And thank you for listening. And Eric, thanks again for coming on. Absolutely, I had a blast. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a good one.